I'm Josh Cooperman, and this is Convo by Design, recorded in the Living Kitchen Studio. This is a look back at the 2019 Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts. A phenomenal accomplishment this year. As always, the project reimagined the Bodie House, located inside Descanso Gardens. A, a, it's a big property, right? One of the things that always surprises me is how designers can come in, apply their creative vision, and somehow it all seems to work cohesively with the work of all the other designers. And this year was no exception to that phenomenon. Okay, so I'm keeping my commentary brief here because we had over 16 amazing designers to speak with. And I'm not going to try and put every designer on one episode because that would be completely exhausting for you. And for me, it would be crazy. So what I've been doing is I've been putting out uh, these episodes in four parts with four designers each. So this is part three of four, and it includes Laura Muller of Four Point Design in the Family Salon, Maria Videla Juniel in the Ladies' Hideaway, Denise Bosley with a masterful master bath, and Serena Brosio and Frank Slisinski in the Guest Lounge. As has been my process for the past year or so, I have video and imagery to complement the podcast. However, with production schedules so tight, they're not always up at the same time the podcasts are, so you have to check back, uh, check back our YouTube, on our YouTube channel often to see if they're there. They share the stories behind the designs in this podcast, and then you can usually make your way over to the Convo by Design YouTube channel and see their work for yourself, and it's very cool. My hope is that this will give you an experience that is as close as possible to actually being there. Because you can't actually be there, because uh, the 2019 Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts is closed. But you can hear all about it here. So I hope you enjoy the tour. Convo by Design is presented by Snyder Diamond. Their unwavering commitment to provide designers and architects with the tools to help create the kitchen and bath of dreams for their clients is unmatched. You have amazing service and world-class products that help you make homeowners remarkable in the kitchen, like those from Sub-Zero, Wolf, and Cove. Sub-Zero's refrigeration provides so many options with regard to finish, configuration, and width that you will find the right products for just about any space you can design. If not familiar with the Pro Series, you must see this. Glass front or solid, side-by-side or over, under with options from 36 to 48 inches. Pair that with Wolf warming drawers for both custom look and state-of-the-art design and functionality. This is function with flair and flexibility, and if that wasn't enough, Cove dishwashers offer that Sub-Zero Wolf quality, style, and technology for a kitchen suite of products that works seamlessly. Through the Grand Kitchen event, your clients can receive three additional years of protection with a qualified kitchen appliance package. Details and conditions apply, so find out more by visiting any of the three Los Angeles area Snyder Diamond locations, and visit their Pasadena or Santa Monica showroom to see the all-new, amazing living kitchen so tell me what room we're in oh well welcome to the modern family salon uh, slash library <laughs> slash library <laughs> slash library so what was i saw this room during mm-hmm. the walkthrough and it is very different okay yeah <laughs> and i love what you've done with it thank you tell me tell me where you started and how we got here great question all right well 
We started with a room that was basically floor to ceiling bookcases. And uh, we thought to ourselves, my goodness, in today's modern tear everything down, rebuild it, paint it white world, which is okay for at times, but in for today, being um, hobby restorationists and actually professional restorationists, we, we really thought it was an opportunity for us to be able to embrace something very traditional and yet create a contemporary modern space. So what we loved about it was that it was uh, it had a visceral cellular kind of cool energy and it was wonderfully sustainable. It represented everything that we do as um, as a company when we go in and we try to be as green as possible. So if we don't have to tear it out, we don't. And I think that all things considered, it just basically was the perfect canvas for us to um, bring to life our personal collections and our passion for contemporary living. Um, we wanted to create a space that was basically uh, multi-generational, uh, parallel activity type of really livable space that looked very elegant and high level. So we used materials that were structured and intentional in longevity. So real wonderful supple leathers that mold to the body over time, things that patina well over time, solid metals, beautiful resins, um, beautiful um, blending of mixed metals as well that's very contemporary. So uh, we wanted to make a space basically built for wellness, built for family gatherings, built for um, multi a multitude of activities that can happen in a parallel setting. So you could have the toddlers playing on the floor with the trains and have the adults building with blocks on the table, homework, coffee, fireplace, reading, um, resourcing, researching, gardening. It was really a multi-livable space. And that is of the day um, where people would gather and talk to each other and play music and write poetry and talk and do needlepoint and sew and stitch and they would gather. And I think today uh, we really need that place. We need that place to gather. And I think we're gearing towards, uh, trending towards multi-family living, which is grandparents are living with kids and their grandchildren are coming in. So now you have toddlers living with grandparents and everything in between all at once, creating a space that works, that functions really well, that's really livable, that you don't have to be afraid to sit on, be afraid to use, that was key for us. And this space basically said everything we wanted it to say in the structure of the bones. I'm curious, as I look around the room, mm -hmm. as when I, when, I, when I first saw it, as a creative, your instinct, is to go in and say, okay, whatever it is, it's a blank canvas, and I'm gonna see what I can do with it. How can I, how can I manipulate it? How can I change it? How can I apply my aesthetic to it? How can I, how can I make it something, how can I re-envision it for who, whoever I'm designing it for, right? There's a lot of wood in here. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't changing, you're not changing the floors, you're not changing the bookcases, You're, the wood, the wood is here. It is what it is. This whole room, top to bottom, really is 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 this wood, and yeah. 
it's beautiful and there's a lot you can do with it. Did you feel at all, I don't know, I don't know if stifled is the right word, but did you feel at all like you were limited by what you could do in here? Fundamentally, yes, because there's only so much clear wall space. There's only, there's windows. It's already very predetermined. You are so right. Great point. I think the key and the challenge and the love that we have that was satisfied for design is that how do you do that? How do you create a space that's so predetermined um, and yet create something new and very intentional and very detailed at the same time? So, um, you know, it was predetermined and it was, um, you know, quite candid. Everybody said, oh, you know, what do you do with that? And, um, you know, I think that's the, that's the challenge about being a designer. I see that's what keeps us up at night and gets us up in the morning is to how do you, how do you really do that? And yeah, I think, uh, it's, it is a challenge. It wasn't easy to um, accept the idea. And I think to, you know, you have this whole center space. How do you make it your own? How do you multi, how do you layer it? And, and yet at the same time, if I step aside out of the ego of design and I say, okay, let's create a great space. You know, it isn't about how many points do I earn because I've filled more walls or I've found more ways to show myself. I think the key is, is, you know, when you create a space in real life, you are working with structure. You're working with things, you're working with clients that tell you what they want. And the art is to collaborate with what is to enhance where you can, to step aside and make something that works. And for me and my partners and my team, creating space that works, that endures over time, that has contemporary um, stylings, but then has a very timeless and classic practicality to it, that's key. So we kind of stepped aside with, all right, there's only so much we can do. Let's rock it. Let's make this a space that everybody kind of wants to hang out in. And that was the charge. You can't do everything all the time in every space. You work with what you have and give that space honor and integrity and value. And when you respond with those elements, the space speaks to you. And what you've done with the space is really fun and really interesting to me. And here's what I like about it. The the use of the areas and how you've sort of allocated space for everything, not the least of which is the collection. And if you're if you're watching if you're listening to the podcast, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you go to the YouTube channel, you'll be able to see one of the videos on this. The collection behind you. I think collections are really important. I do too. Because they say so much about the person. Yes whose it is yep. right and what they want you to see about them it's like i like this so much that i didn't just want one i wanted a lot of them and i wanted a lot of different ones and i wanted to be able to share them with you i mean it's 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 who our personalities are it's so great so tell me about this collection and then sort of tell me how you worked it into the design 
Yeah. Well, this collection is my husband's, my business partner's um, collection. When we were first married, uh, he said, I, I collect few things I have a collection I thought okay great you know I collect books and I don't think he was prepared for my 12,000 books and I don't think I was prepared for his you know several storage units filled with his fabulous collection of trucks and cars and toys Um, and I think what a shame to live in a space with a human that loves to collect and then put it away you know I think part of the joy now already the collector to collector, you know, you and I could sit down and talk for hours about the acquisition of that one thing. The story that goes behind acquiring that one toy, that one widget, that one book, there's tears in that conversation. There's emotion. It's, it's real when you are passionate about something and why not live with it? So as a designer trying to live in a space that's aesthetically and my OCD and, you know, all my things come out, I need to make it work. And we beautifully created in our own home, a floor to ceiling shelves for group these collections together so I have my collections he has his collections and I think the beauty of design is how do you take that the piece of that client that piece of that human that is so connected to um, that vulnerable aspect of themselves the most joyful part of themselves the part that's unbridled in our clients that finding what that is and then saying okay I'm going to with the skill and the mastery that I have and the years on the field, I'm going to take that passion and I'm going to make a space where you can live with it. And every day when you come home, you're going to look at it and you're going to recall that moment that you found that one widget. You're going to find joy. You're going to have people over and they're going to talk about it. And it's going to become a part of your life. I I think it's very, very important to live in the spaces that we create and to have things around us that make us joyful. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. walk me through here okay. and tell me who you specified. So who did you specify for this and where did, where, where did, the, where did the products come from? Well, that's a great question too. My goodness, um, such great questions. Well, I would have to say that part of, I think, being a small business in Los Angeles and the, is the opportunity to collaborate. And I think it's very vital for designers to shop local and to feed local artisans. And I think that um, we were able to have the great, great journey to have lots of local artists here very intentionally, we work with local artists. Our, we have um, our coffee table and our console was uh, designed in collaboration with Casa Marana, a woman-owned business. She was a designer turned um, furniture designer, and these are not sold. You can't find anything in this room on Wayfair or Amazon, I hate to tell you. Um, they are one-of-a-kind, uh, made with hands in Los Angeles. We have the, ta- the, uh, the chairs are by Flexco. Um, uh, Zach Calov is just a wonderful, wonderful designer. His joinery is flawless and he makes them in his studio. So each one that you get has the energy of the love that he puts into those chairs. We have sofas that are really livable. I know they're white, but they are made with a fabric that is um, uh, just 
incredibly um, durable and stain resistant. We have um, our throw blankets are made by Reweave LA and they have a wonderful mission in repurposing fabrics so that they stay out of the landfills and yet their proceeds go to helping green initiatives and so that's really important. So our sensibilities and our family of artisans are there go round and round. Um, we have these beautiful skyline chairs by uh, made uh, by Coda Industries and they are made to last. They will be heirloom pieces that leather will patina over the next 50 years and they will become dad's chair. And these are the things that mean things. We added a, a, the Putnam Rolling Ladder. This is not a local artist, but it, it's, it's one of the best in our country where the story is from 1905, a father-son built business. They, you know, these are the things that enrich a space. Uh, local artists, we have abstract artists, we have uh, photography, we have beautiful um, manipulated squishy pieces and, uh, you know, the squiggle art. We have some local artists, uh, potter, uh, potters. Um, we have wonderful, my husband made these beautiful deep trays and on them have uh, organic by Nest Studio hardware where they're, it's a female owned company and their proceeds go to helping women with children coming out of abusive, uh, domestic abuse. So they help with transitioning. I mean, there's so much meaning when you go to find them and you find these stories um, by local artists that every single thing, like as a collector, we have that same brain, we look for the stories. And I do believe that the pendulum is swinging very much so back to living in spaces that are grounded. We've lost so much connection. Um, so, so many things have become so convenient that we as designers are almost responsible for the future um, making sure that we continue to keep small businesses alive with using artists, especially local artists, whenever we can to bring in things that have stories and meanings. And I think people crave it. I really do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and thank you for sharing this. Um, this is a beautifully collected room. Thank, thank you. you. Well done. Thank you very much. Such a pleasure to meet you, finally. Likewise. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That was Laura Muller. This is Maria Vidella Juniel. What room are we in? This is the Ladies Hideaway. And you have a story. Tell me about the Ladies Hideaway. Ladies Hideaway is where the lady of the house comes to both get some work done, but also lounge, and it's her own personal space in the house. So, who, when you designed this, who did you envision as you were designing this space? I envisioned, obviously, a lady. The the homeowner for us is um, a very hip. Sorry, not that. No, keep going. No. Um, so we envision somebody who likes to travel, who um, works out of home, who is into fashion. And that's why she has collections from all over the world in this room. So it's fun. I love design houses. Now, I'm not a designer, but I imagine when you get to take over the space, first of all, you're, you're sort of, you're sort of freed from the restrictions of, of a client. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Right. <laughs> That's why we love to do showcase. And that has to, that has to be freeing. Yeah. And, and we get to use a lot of our favorite things that we can't use anywhere else. Um, plus the idea of starting a room from totally scratch where you only have a color palette 
to work with and you can we always come up with who's the homeowner for us who's the who's every room has to tell a story and for us there is no story without somebody who inhabits in the room so we always come up with who the person that we envision the room for is what she likes what she does and how the room is going to best become her spot in the house and so i find it interesting now i know that that showcase pasadena showcase gives you sort of a a a guideline for who the who the clients would be um do they actually the clients came after we had submitted in this case so we came up so with you our, came with up with this own. you came up with this entirely on your own so tell me something so i've talked to designers yes. when they do a showcase house or a design house at all where they will have a sort of a rough guideline of who their client should be and some will get granular with it her name is this. She's this old. She has two kids. She's from the Midwest, but she moved out to LA. And she's where? Where do you fall in that? How granular do you get with the with the 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 personality of the person that you're designing the space for? Um, I'm much more concept based. You, for you me, are. it's okay. a big, broad concept, mm-hmm. and then based on that, I will find one thing that speaks to me. Which in this case was the rug. The the rug was what started the whole room, because even though when we came for the first walkthrough, there wasn't a specific client that there was in mind. It came a little bit later. So we had to come up with our own story of who the room was for. But you do have a set color palette. That's a little bit different because um, you can't do anything in terms of color because otherwise there would be no flow in the house. Right. So for us, it was sort of like a very broad picture of who we envisioned this to be the owner of this space. Let's talk about everyone that you specified for this room because there's, gosh, there's so much to talk about. Let's let's start with the rug. Okay, the room started from the ground up, basically. The rug was the first inspiration for the room. It pulls all the colors from the palette that we were loving. And then in terms of everything else, we get to do, and as you said it, in Showcase, we have no homeowner that has set pieces that you have to work around. So we were very free to come up and look for all the, the sources that we typically shop from, but with a very fresh eye because we can pick whatever we want at that point. And that as a designer is like heaven. It is, right? Okay, so where is the rug from? Um, the rug is from one of our vendors. I, I actually. Oh, really? Okay. So this is just, it was just your inspiration. Yeah. It's just that it had all the colors. Okay. And then the, the wallpaper, the, the snake skin is. The, I love animal print. So, Can you tell? So cool. <laughs> it's so cool. The, yeah. Um, the snake skin mm-hmm. is from Tebow. Okay. Um, and then we also have more animal print in our, um, fabulous drapes that are from Fabricut and um it's zebra so we mix two but they have the same color so yeah i was noticing that and i think it's interesting too with the pattern so you've you've got the you've got the grass on the walls and you've got the bamboo inspired light where's the lighting from the lighting is is um from ferguson showrooms okay yeah ferguson has um always gets us our light for showcase so and where's the desk from 
the desk is from a company called Noir that um, is a, I love it because it's a company that's in LA and some of the pieces are made locally, some are not, but this desk um, t for us had the perfect scale. It's a classic desk and what we wanted was to mix in our furniture things that were classic, things that were vintage, like this plum cabinet here and then um, vintage, sorry, vintage, classic, and um, more contemporary pieces like the sofa. The sofa is um, has very clean lines, but what we like is when we're able to put everything together with some cohesiveness, but not everything comes from the same place and not everything is from the same period. And it it's a very curated collection, a room this room is, we like to call it a very curated room because it's a very ethnic collection of different pieces, but somehow they all come together in a very cohesive way. Yeah, no, it, it's, I, I see that and it's absolutely true. And there are a lot of different colors, but they're all tied together. It's beautifully done. Um, and, and I think the desk really is a wonderful piece for this room and that's from Noir. That's from Noir, yeah. And um, did you use anything else from them? I used, the, yes, that little um, bench that looks like it's custom made. Well, it's not. It's We found it and it fit just absolutely perfect and it had the right feel for the room and um, they were very generous. We work with them throughout the year so they were very generous to um, participate with us. That's fantastic. What about the artwork? The artwork, we use um, fresh paint. Fresh paint is a color in Culver City and um, we love the artists that they represent and whenever we start a project, it's so much fun to go because it's it, the artwork can really make or break a room. And for us, the art, having original artwork in a room just elevates everything else in it. And we're very happy that they participate with us for Showcase House. And we were able to get some really great artists in the room this year. That's great. Do you participate in a lot of design houses? Have you done a lot? I've, this is our eighth Pasadena Showcase House. Oh, all eight were with Pasadena? Yes. Um, I try to be very local. I have little kids and I can't travel to, even though I have a lot of out of out of town projects, yeah. my showcase houses are very close to home. And I'm based in La Cañada Flint Ridge. Oh, you are? Yes. And so where are the majority of your clients if outside the area? Where, where do you have to go? Um, what happens is my clients who were in the who are in the area to start with have second homes, they move. And so I've done Marine County, Utah. I have several mountain houses in Utah, San Diego, um, the desert. Yeah, so Chicago, <laughs> we have clients kind of like all over and we help them. Our clients will go everywhere for them. So that's that's awesome. That's wonderful. From the business standpoint. Yes. How many projects does does your company do on, on average a year, would you say? We try to tackle about 12 projects a year, different sizes. Some are big houses from the ground up and some are um, more remodels or even like rooms for clients of ours that different types of projects. Um, but I would say an average of 12 different sizes from and in, in different stages so that we don't have all construction projects at the same time and all finishing projects and a good mix between out of town and local projects too. From a marketing standpoint, um, I imagine that Showcase is a, is a great source of marketing. 
It is. For you. Um, what else do you do to market the business? Um, from a marketing standpoint? Yeah, and I asked the question. Yes. Because, gosh, I get so many different answers. Most, most designers I speak to, most architects as well, will say that it's word of mouth. But word of mouth has to start somewhere. And I, I'm really researching this because after six years of doing Convo by Design and talking to hundreds of designers and architects, that seems to be the number one pain point for, for you as creative business owners is trying to find new business. Because with all of the things that you have to do, marketing is something that you have to do as well, but it's more difficult. It's not like just buying pages in a magazine anymore, and it's sure. not just using social media because you really can't. So I'm curious what what others are out there doing to, to market the business. You're talking to the right person because I have 10 years of marketing experience. Do you? In corporate America, before I became a designer. What did you, what did you do before this? I was a marketing manager and director for Campbell Soup, Blockbuster, many years ago. Um, okay, so now I, I love this because this is my second career too. Oh, there you I, go. I was on the broadcast side, and, okay. and and Blockbuster was one of my clients as well. So I to, I totally oh, we get go this. back. Yeah. So how do you how do you approach this? Um, I imagine your experience plays in really well. But what do you do? How do you how do you approach it now? Well, um, I have to be honest. I've been in business for seventeen years. So right now. 80% is word of, word of mouth and referrals. And there's when you get to a certain point, that's, that's what it is. But I still do showcase to keep my name out there and be still be within the trends and not sort of like... It, doing showcase allows you to still um, be current and look at what's new. You know, it's, it's very easy to fall into what you do well and then just be in your comfort zone and not have to get out. So for me, showcase right now, more than just getting new clients, is is having fun, doing a room, stretching my style. and um, But going back, I started out doing showcase and I did an episode of Designer's Challenge way, way, way back um, on HGTV. And I got a lot of clients out of that. You did? I did, yes. It was... Um, designer's challenge where you isn't that great compete yeah and every time it aired i knew it had aired and you know cable did a lot of repeats and i knew it 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 had aired because i would get a call and somebody wanted a project and i got some some of my best clients that i've had for 15 years and now i'm refreshing their houses came from that time yeah so i think the marketing it's such a personal experience i can't equate um, being a designer with probably anything else. Um, we're part psychologists. We're, you know, we get to know everybody in the family. I've done second homes, family homes, kids' homes, parents' homes. Like, so it, it, it just becomes a referrals and repeats is what, what happens after yeah. a while. Yeah. But if you're starting out, showcase houses, if you put your name out there and try to um, show your style, which you can in a showcase house in a way that it's very hard to do when you're doing client projects. So when I started out building my portfolio with something that I was really proud of and and not that I have like one style because I have more traditional, more contemporary, but they all have like a certain flair. My projects all will have certain elements in common. 
And um, it's, it's fun to do showcase houses as a designer because it allows you to do that in a way that it would be very difficult to do with clients. Yeah, no, absolutely. And masterfully done in here. Beautiful job. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Maria. Here is Denise Bosley. Obviously, we're in the bathroom. Yes. Which bathroom is this? <laughs> this is the master bathroom. Okay. And who was this space designed for? Me. <laughs> no, um, honestly, I, I view this, the showcase house, as a place to really sort of present my style. Um, so this is all my style. Um, I was kind of going for more of a sophisticated yet understated elegance um, that kind of appeals to, I think, all ages. Um, I also have more of like a masculine design touch, which I think a lot of master bathrooms tend to be a little bit more feminine. So I really wanted to kind of show like, you know, you could do a lovely bathroom that works for both the wife and the husband. Um, so yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm asking because it's really interesting when you do a design house as opposed to that of a, of a specific client, clients mm -hmm. will tell you, I want this, right. I want that, I want a feminine master, I want yes. whatever, right? Yeah. But this, it's, it's kind of like you get to make your own choices, yeah. Yeah. which is freeing and probably a little terrifying too, knowing yes. how many people. <laughs> <laughs> totally. We had my moments. Um, the great thing about working with clients is that collaboration and you, you're bouncing your ideas off somebody. Um, and then you know you have their approval. So as you go through it, you feel confident and good about the design. Um, yet, it's, yet it's always based off of their tastes. When you're doing this and you're doing it on your own, you kind of start to, you have your moments of questioning, like, why did I pick that? I mean, I definitely had my, my moments when the tile was going in. And I, I actually really understood what clients go through. You know, when the tile goes in, they're like, I don't know. It's like, I always tell them, just wait till it's done. And I had that total. I mean, then when it was all complete, I was like, ah, okay, I, I get it now. <laughs> so it was a really good experience. It's so funny, but the only thing you missed was the reveal. Yeah. You don't get your own reveal. I know, reveal. I know. I'm, I feel like it's hard to even get a reveal most of the times, especially with clients, because um, yeah. they're so involved. Yeah. Um, but I did have my moment when I peeled the paper off and cleaned it up and hung on the artwork and everything. I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. <laughs> It's funny because I was going to ask, sort of, how did you how did you address this space from the time that you first saw it mm -hmm. to the ideation that went into the design itself to the actual execution? How did there's so much? This is a small room, right. but there is so much to talk about here. Right. How, how did you approach it? There are a lot of moving parts. Um, the first was just the space planning and maximizing um, storage, um, and then also gaining uh, a bigger shower i would say because before where the shower where a shower is now this was the bathtub um, and then the shower was sort of shoved in a little plate little space where i now have a linen cabinet and um i wanted to maximize the vanities and also create a space for a makeup station and so it really started with the space planning and um knowing what we can and can't do with with plumbing and, and all of that we had to be very mindful of of that um, and I just knew I wanted to create like a light-filled space because before it was a little bit dark um, and ornate. I wanted to sort of create an elegant, quiet, serene bathroom, you know, that's a little simple. Yeah, and it's really funny. Yes, it's simple, mm -hmm. but it's incredibly right. complex. And, <laughs> and we'll get to that in a minute. Who did you specify in here? So all of the tile is from Saxon Tile in um, Pasadena. 
Um, all the plumbing fixtures are from Newport Brass. And um, I would say the, the cabinets were done by reliable cabinets, and they're actually the guys who did the kitchen that you'll see later. Um, I mean, there's a, t oh, a circle lighting for our light fixtures. So, talking about the tile, mm -hmm. talking about the fixtures, so it, brave use in mixing metals, mm -hmm. and, yeah. and it's well done, Thanks. and it's very well done. Not, not like it can't be, but I know that with as many designers and, and as many people as I've spoken to, some people, I don't want to call it a fear of mm -hmm. mixing metals, but some just really don't like doing it because there's a number of things that go into it. Mm -hmm. But when done properly, right. it works seamlessly and it looks great. And it looks great in here. Thank you. How did you, how did you approach that? So I wanted to show that it's possible to mix metals. Um, so my favorite metals being polished nickel and I love this sort of aged brass. And so to me, it's, if you tie it all in together with the light fixtures, polished nickel matching the plumbing fixtures. And then I have the antique brass switch plates from Forbes and Lomax that tie in with the unlacquered brass hardware on the cabinetry. So I think it just has to be subtle, you know, used subtly, but just tying it in together. And, you know, that makes it all sort of work together. Yeah, and it does. Same with the tile, by the mm -hmm. way. So you've, you've got a lot of vertical mm -hmm. and you've got a lot of herringbone. Yeah. And it looks really, really nice together. Yeah. Did, did you have it, did, did you have that in your mind's eye before, mm -hmm. you know, putting it on paper? It's like, well, I can, I can really work with these two together. Yeah, I wanted to play with the geometry of the herringbone floor and then bring in sort of the texture on, you'll see on the, on the marble with the, they call it a bamboo texture. Um, just the pattern and, and texture playing together, kind of creating this sort of, uh, more organic feeling in the room. Yeah, and it's fun to touch. Yeah, it really, I know. <laughs> that, that's the, bam, the, the bamboo. That's it's, the bamboo, it's yeah. It's really cool. So we took the same marble that's, that's the smooth marble in the shower, and we take it to this company, and they run it through a CNC machine and creates this texture. So it's the same marble. It matches. So you can really take any kind of marble tile that you like and add this texture to it, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. And I haven't, I haven't seen that before. Yeah. That's really neat. I like the way that you use that. Um, how many showcase houses have you done? And when you do them, why do you do them? This is my second one. Um, you do it really to market yourself. Um, and again, because I really wanted to showcase my style, I'm hoping to gain more clientele that want my style. Um, it just creates a more harmonious you know, environment and relationship with the client. It's also just more fun to do that, um, to design how you like to design. Um, and just, just you know, networking and getting your name out there. And yeah. yeah. From a business standpoint, talking about the design trade, the, mm -hmm. the, the design business here in Southern California, how many projects do you think, how many projects do you do a year? What's the goal? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I would say it just depends on how much you want to grow. Um, I, I tend to not turn down many projects because I do want to grow. And, and so that means I've hired a small staff and so I can take on more. Um, and it just really depends on the size. Sometimes we'll just do one bathroom um, and that's easy to turn around. 
Um, and sometimes we'll do a whole house. Uh, right now, I think we have, we're carrying about 15 projects for this year. Is it, That sounds like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot, yeah. But it's an interesting idea because I talk about, on the podcast, we talk about the business a great deal. Mm-hmm. And I think you touched on one of the really interesting points is that you have to adjust the business for the amount of work that you right. get because you don't know yeah you know and because marketing oneself has become so challenging and it really right. it really is um do you use social do you not use social do you use magazines do you not advertise how, how to word of mouth you know yeah how do you make it work so i think that that's really interesting do you have a go-to source of marketing i, I think the design house the showcase house idea is mm-hmm. fantastic and, and true it will right. get you a lot of exposure what else do you use um i it really is for me uh, word of mouth and and contractor referrals is number one for me and client referrals um i advertise through house and um and really instagram <laughs> you know i'm trying you, to get better at that but do you advertise on instagram or do you just use it as i just use it but you do ad- advertise via house yes how does that work for you um like just is it working for yeah. me yeah, I have gotten some some good clients through it. I mean, there's some projects that are, are too small, you know, like designing a hallway cabinet. Um, but I've gotten some really good projects where it's paid for itself over the years. Are they educated clients, or or are they yeah. on the on the new side? Um, a little bit of both, I would little, say. A little both. Yeah, yeah. I think those who are who are on house and looking and they're searching for images and getting design styles together, they're sort of educating themselves in that way. So. Um, what are you What are you crushing on right now? What are you absolutely loving? <laughs> um, that's a good question. I I love sort of the a brighter, fresh, like whiter room right now. Um, so I guess I'm I'm more like more the not black and white, but a lot of contrast, you know, and and fresh. But there's nothing really like. I guess like an industrial style, but but a little bit more um, sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, absolutely fantastic Thank job you. in this room. It's it's beautiful. That was Denise Bosley, and this is Serena Brosio and Frank Slasinski, two independent designers who teamed up on one fantastic guest suite. Tell me about this. See, I find this fascinating. You both have your own firms, but for a design house project, you work you work together. Why? We've collaborated on a number of projects outside this, but we t- decided to take on two rooms, and it seemed nice in this case to collaborate on them together to flush out the design, and we felt like two heads might be better than one in terms of the design process. And how do, So obviously you guys, you've done this before. You work well together. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, no. I, I think it's fascinating because anytime I talk to creatives, who, who have their own style, who have their own way of doing things, who have their own companies, and then working with others, that's part of what I think is so cool about the, the whole design house idea, is it's an individual sport and a team concept, right? So you well, all- Well, what we do is, as interior designers, can be very solitary. So it's wonderful to have the support, the camaraderie, the exchange of ideas that I think projects get better. Um, and we both come out of a background, we were both in advertising and then in entertainment where collaboration is the name of the game. So I think it's something we feel comfortable yeah. with. 
And we enjoy, I, yeah, we both most definitely enjoy the collaborative process. And our design aesthetic, I, I think they're complementary. And as importantly, the way we approach our clients and our, our subs, um, we take the same uh, business approach. So it's a, it's a very compatible relationship. So tell me about this space. Let's, let's walk me through it, and I'm curious. So when you, when you got the space, did you have, did you put a, a person to the space, a, a real demographic, like this is, this is so-and-so, this is where they're from, this is who it was designed for, this is what they do, or was it more just a general idea, you know, this is, this is someone who might stay here? Well, I think we were given, the homeowners are supposed to be a young power couple, right? And they're childless, I think they're in their 30s. And so we figured if, there is a, if they are this young power couple, they're obviously entertaining a lot, they have a large social circle, the nights go late, and friends are gonna wanna stay over, right? And so we defined our space as the guest bedroom suite. And after a long night of revelry uh they would want it somewhere to refresh and be you know relax and become revitalized and what why not create a beautiful environment that has that kind of quiet tone where they can do it and it's I a think very what, refreshing space what appealed to us with this space was that just it's architecturally very interesting you you come down the gracious two steps into this beautiful space uh which was not so beautiful um before we got yeah. our hands on it but it had I think we very frequently start with the architecture on a project, yeah. the bones, and what can we do with it. And the bathroom, for example, was very claustrophobic. It had a, a big vanity, a, a built-in tub with, a, with two niches on either side, all of which we, we demoed the whole room. And we, we wanted to create kind of a spa-like interior with this kind of large freestanding tub. Like, what's going to seduce that guest to want to stay? But still also keeping in mind the character of the house. So we added the wainscoting in the bathroom, which immediately, I think, elevated this, the look of the space. And it actually made the, the uh, room feel more uh, on a larger scale. And it's interesting, too, because you get a color palette uh, when, when you get your room assignment. Mm. But what's interesting to me is you took the color palette and you, you made it, you really made it very, very basic. You, you took some very basic inspiration and then you made it you made it strategically pop throughout the space. Yeah. And I'm just curious what the, what the idea was as you worked Oops, on that. Oh, you, Serena has the perfect okay. capsule. Well, I hope, I hope. You know, what we decided to embrace was something like timeless yet modern. And when that when you kind of grapple with that, we boiled it down to a crisp white shirt and blue jeans. And so we felt that is something that is relatable to everyone. It's it's non-genderized, you know, and it's not, it's not masculine or feminine. And who does, it's a funny thing, like who doesn't love blue and white? And the white allows your eyes to rest and relax. And the blue is the perfect pop, you know? And so we kept with that crispness. Um, and it's it, traditional, but yet modern. I mean, you, you, a young couple could feel very comfortable here. And it's also, it was also like a bi-coastal palette. Like, I know we're in California, but it looks a little, little Nantucket at times. But then it also looks like it could Santa be Santa Barbara. Yeah, Santa Barbara. And so we thought, what's, where, how can we re create a retreat that has that appeal? Yeah, and, and you nailed it. And by the way, that, that whole idea of blue jeans and a crisp white shirt, that, that nails it. 
I mean, that, that perfectly nails it. Question for you. Was the paneling on the walls before? Yes. It was. But and we it, painted it. And it was a, a lovely, like, uh, not-so-attractive avocado green. I was waiting. Lovely. I was waiting <laughs> for the other part of that because, like, I did the walkthrough before you guys got your room. You're like, stop. Make yeah, it stop. Yeah. 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 Um, One of the important elements was, again, bringing in nature with this beautiful bay window. Yeah. And from our custom pendant, uh, we were very fortunate that a local artist, Los Angeles artist, produced this beautiful sculpture. So it almost evokes the petals from the chandelier falling down the wall to the floor. Yeah, and I love that. So walk me through here and tell me who you specified for both uh, rooms. Oh, uh, the pendant is Paul Ferrante. They made this custom light here in Los Angeles. The artwork is by a local artist, Joe Davidson, who lives in Los Angeles. Uh, the lamps are from a ceramicist in Texas. Again, custom. Um, and the headboard, well, we use the Schumacher fabric, but it's, again, custom. Um, the bedding is by the Linen House. It's custom bedding. Bunny Williams dresser. Okra mirror. This now, the is mirror is a very unique piece. Uh, again, very organic. And um, the bureau lamp is from Susan Hollis, who's a lovely vendor here in uh, South Pasadena. And then we were lucky that uh, Williams-Sonoma Home loves blue and white, and so do we. And so they helped us curate all our wonderful ceramics in our, in our niches around our built-in bench. Um, and then Diana... Um, Diana Mendez of, of Villa Designs. Uh, helped us with the custom Roman shades and the the pillow treatment on the banquet, which again is it's clean and modern without being you know a gazillion pillows to fluff. And then in the bathroom, uh, the tile is from Artistic Tile that has a lot of visual impact once you get in there. And then we did the custom wainscot that may look like it belongs to the, the original house, but that's something we added to create architectural detail. And that and was um, Al's custom cabinetry. And then... Uh, Ferguson was incredibly generous, oh providing all of the, the base in the tub, the hardware, the plumbing, uh, and it's all from their new signature line. So we're, we were thrilled to collaborate with them. And our lighting on, in the bathroom is all circle lighting. And that the tile on the on the floor, I just love that. I know, isn't it? It really super drove fun? The, the design. Totally. It is so cool. Yeah, it is so cool. And it's a new entry, so a lot of you haven't seen it yet. This is a new item of our new selection of artistic tile. So it's not been out there very long. So we wanted to show something new on the market in a traditional space that looked modern as well again embracing that chris white shirt and blue jeans i i love the design one of the things i wanted to back up and talk about is you talk your background in advertising this is because i talk about this all the time too this is my second career my first was in broadcast mm -hmm. so advertising brand development so i totally get it and there's I think people don't realize there's a natural connection oh, yeah. between advertising, marketing, and and design. It's mm -hmm. the it's the same thing. It's just it's just a different way of approaching yeah. it. What what brought you both here from there? I think in many ways. I think that well, we were in advertising and then in the entertainment business. And I think what uh, the connectivity for me and uh, perhaps you as well is it's about storytelling still. 
Like in advertising, you're telling people about a, their life story or what they want their life to be. In the film business, you're projecting, a, you're storytelling a, a story to aspire or whatever kind of story, but it's still storytelling. In design, you're telling the story of someone's life or the life they want to lead. And so that's the connectivity I see. And in a creative way, creating a 3D environment of the story is just super exciting. It's also wonderful in the, unlike the film and TV development world, there's almost always a beginning, middle, and an end in a design project. Yeah. And you still have a c collaboration, but you have an end goal in sight. And it's very satisfying to finally have that final walkthrough with the client to see it all come together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I find that part interesting, though, um, with design, because many of the designers I'll, I'll speak with, there isn't with some of the clients they have, there isn't an end to it. There's a constant refresh process that goes on, which I find really interesting and kind of fascinating because the design space, like architecture, is, is it's not like fashion, right? It's, it's permanent for the most part. Right. And it's expensive. But there are some that will continue to refresh based on trends, which I think is just an interesting idea. And then there are some designers who who I've talked to who sort of plan in a long-term refresh idea. Well, I don't know that necessarily refresh is the correct adjective for some. It's, it's a collection. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And you don't yeah. get a collection overnight. So That's right. You, it's, it's, um, a lot of our clients love to travel, and so they're always bringing new treasures or, or art. I know when I travel, I love to scour the art galleries. Fortunately, I don't have any more wall space, so it's, my pocketbook is happy. But... Uh, you know, that doesn't happen overnight. Well, yeah, and I think that, yeah, you continue to curate, I think. It's an ongoing process. Yeah, yeah. And you, it's a relationship with your client. Um, but it also adds layers. I think we yeah. all expect, like, there is a finish, but then, you know, a, a design has a life cycle, and we add to it as our lives, as we experience things, like Frank's saying, and acquire things. Well, and that's why I feel like your approach to this room is really so interesting. Mm -hmm. The The bright clean white and you've you've dappled it with blue different shades i i'm try. it's funny while you were talking i was trying to figure out how many different shades of blue oh, are, re are represented between these two rooms and, and i lost count but it's really well done at the same time you can const you could consistently add to this mm -hmm. and not change the design at all yes yeah, exactly yeah exactly so, and i think that's that timeless shit modern you know what i mean yeah I think it's not it's not something you're gonna look at in five years and go, oh, that has to be totally redone, right? It Thank has, goodness. It has a longer shelf life. Yeah. And you know, although we keep on top of trends, trends are not something that we live by. Yeah. I I, I think classics, whether uh, you know, it could be an Eames chair, so it's certainly forty years old, fifty years old. It's still a classic, beautiful design. Um. Whether puce is the color of the year or something is not going to drive our it's so our design decisions. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because I've been having conversations lately about trends versus trendy mm -hmm. versus trending. I think that there's I think there's tremendous value in trending. Tremendous value doesn't mean it's gonna it's gonna be a thing. It doesn't mean it's gonna stick. Um, Trendy, I don't think there's ever any permanent value in it. I think there's short there's short term mm -hmm. right. you know, shock value perhaps. But the idea of trending, like for example, 
the kitchen right now seems to be having a, a moment. What's happening in kitchens right now, what the appliance companies are doing, mm-hmm. what, what you're able to do, the fact that people are looking at backsplashes in a new way, it's like, hey, you know what? That's kind of like jewelry for the for the room. We're going right. to change exactly. the we're going to change the approach to what was in the past just solely utilitarian, and we're going to make it we're going to make mm. it beautiful as as well as functional, right? Yeah. So I think that things tend to change. I think those are the kinds of ideas that you will be seeing more of. I think that you know, color of the years, not a fan, not a fan because yeah. I don't I, I don't think anyone goes out and paints their house in the color of the year every single year I just don't think that that makes sense it's good for inspiration right I think yeah. it's good for inspiration because you rethink a color like you know if it's a red or a blue or some sort of off off shade but maybe it's more of an accent right maybe you embrace it in that way yeah anyway timeless mm-hmm. stunning oh great remarkably done thank great, you great good. job oh great great job you're welcome to stay I, I'm, I'm uh, I wish I could offer you a cocktail <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I absolutely love this. And again, because you went sort of counter, I love design houses, I really do. And I love that it's a showcase for creatives mm-hmm. to really sort of stretch outside of the realm of what they might ordinarily do. It's kind of like what an, what an auto show is for the auto companies. Like they can put something out there that they're not necessarily going to make mm-hmm. on a regular basis. It's not going to be in every garage, but it's something that's aspirational and they can just short, sort of show off. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. This is one of those designs that fits in this house perfectly, that is kind of, it's it's showy, but it's also, it's it's something that's real. It's 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 realistic. And so I, I love the space. I think you did a great job. Yeah, we felt like we wanted to design a space where someone could imagine transporting it to their home. Yeah. Like it felt real enough, right? The yeah. curated. And so we wanted to keep it approachable. Yeah. And I know what you mean by some design houses. You're like, wow, that's a lot of, a lot of glamour. But could I live with it? Yeah. And I, hopefully you feel like this could be, you can incorporate it into your life. Absolutely. Nice job. And every element is affordable. You know? yeah, yeah. It's not, you don't have to break the bank to put this room together. Yeah. And, and you know what's funny? That doesn't, that doesn't necessarily come up enough mm-hmm. in, in design houses because I think when people walk through, it's almost because of what it is, cost isn't sort of a, a thought except in, in relation to how, I, how could I adjust what this is to make oh, it right. to make it affordable, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think people ask enough questions about what what things cost. I think that's true. I think there's still sort of a, a, a we don't want to be rude, you know. We don't yeah, we don't want to we don't want to ask the cost of things. But again, that that's surprising to me because design is really a it's about cost. Mm-hmm. It is. You can only afford so much. It doesn't mean that you don't want more, but you have if you want more than you're capable of affording, then you have to be creative. Exactly. If you have a, a, an unlimited budget, you don't really have to be that creative. Just go get yeah. what you want and throw it all together, right? Right. Well, the power yeah. of color. That's all yeah. I can say. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love this. Nice job. Great. Thank you. Thank you. This was another journey to the now-closed Pasadena Showcase House for the Arts 2019 edition. I hope you enjoyed the tour. Convo by Design is on well over 20 podcast directories and more all the time. No matter what platform you listen on, iTunes, TuneIn, or other, please find the subscribe button and give it a click. That way, uh, you get every episode as soon as it's published. Give it a try. Thank you again for listening. Until next week.
keep creating. Convo by Design is proud to be working with Von Dom Furniture. Their design culture is the key to their success. It's what pushes them to consistently create new collections that give spaces a new dimension. They create dialogue between environment and form. Vondam pieces can transform the simplest space into one filled with glamour that is both unique and extraordinary. And isn't that what design is all about? Creating atmospheres where you can take hold of life and enjoy it to the fullest. Vondam products are simple and elegant, contemporary and exceptionally comfortable. Their crafted modern durable molded resin, glass, and metal designs are unique. They beg to be enjoyed. Have you seen them featured in our videos? Check out our YouTube channel and see this for yourself. You can also find them in their showrooms at the D&D Building in New York, Wynwood in Miami, and the Pacific Design Center here in Los Angeles, or online at vondom.com.